a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike, but it's not with Lee Lonsbury today. It's President's Day, so you get Amy Donaldson and Scott Howell. And uh, um, I also want to, I do want to, just promote really quickly the KSL News Radio app. It's sure. amazing. If you ever miss anything on radio, you can always catch it. Um, download the app. I love it. You can listen to things live or you can listen to things on demand. And there's, I think there's like 60 podcasts on there now. It's amazing. Lots of content. So, it's a new, a new, new world. It's yes, just it amazing is. new world. So definitely well, check out that KSL News Radio app. My pleasure to introduce another gubernatorial candidate, former chair of the Utah Debate Commission, uh, Thomas Wright. Uh, Thomas, thank you for joining us today. Thomas, are is you he there? On, is he on the line with us? Thomas, can you hear us? Yes, I'm here. Great hey. to be on with you. Yeah, really? welcome to the show. Could you just give us a, a little, um, like a, your top two issues as uh, governor? I mean, I running for governor. <laughs> when you're governor. You were elected. Yes. Think yeah, positively. You know, I traveled around the state. I continue to travel and talk to people. You know, number one on people's minds, public education. Mm-hmm. They know that our public education system is the magnet that attracts businesses here and that allowing our kids to reach their potential and become the leaders that they that they were born to be will require an improvement in our public education system. So I hear about that everywhere I go, and I think there's a couple ways to do it, and I'm happy to share it with you. Yes, we'd like to hear, and uh, and we have a good supporter on public education, Carolyn. Uh, wasn't she a former public uh, education teacher? Yeah, my wife bride? was a school teacher, and she, she loved it. She enjoyed it, uh, and she went back and volunteered at a Title One school last year in Murray. And, you know, so we're, this is near and dear to us, but as we've traveled around the state, I think the number one thing that we have to uh, improve is teacher pay. We have a teacher shortage in this state. And as a business person, somebody who's never been elected to public office by the public, I know as a business person, when you have a shortage of a job, it's because you're not paying enough. And that shortage is causing a lot of problems, overcrowded classrooms. So we've got to pay teachers more, and we need to support them and trust them. And we need to deregulate the classroom as much as we can, meaning all these standardized tests, all the paperwork, it's not fun for them to teach anymore. And, and that's why people get into teaching. And I know that from my wife. They get in because they love children and they love to teach. And then we underpay them and we make it miserable for them. And, <laughs> and we and, micromanage and, them. Yes. And then what do they do? The only guarantee you have then is that they'll look around in this great economy we're in mm-hmm. and they'll say, what are my other options? And the other options will pay more and be more enjoyable, so inevitably they, they, they go that direction. I think we can make huge strides. We have a lot of great teachers, and there's some great districts and superintendents that are getting this right, mm-hmm. but we can get this more right around the state, and I just want to be part of the solution and work with uh, superintendents, work with the state school board, work with the legislature, bring these parties together. We all want the same thing. 
we all want a quality education experience for our children. So let me ask you, I actually, um, um, this is a, a pet issue for me. I could say they all are, but um, but my kids uh, have been, at an, they've been through the charter, the public, the private. They've all gone, we've, we've done the, the spectrum. Um, and one of the things I hear from teachers across the board is that the classroom has changed. The classroom needs, the kids that come to them are, um, they have a greater variety of needs that they're not trained or equipped um, to deal with, and the system really isn't equipped to deal with them. What do you do? You, do you hear that? Does your wife tell you that? Like, what what do you think of? Yeah, that? I do hear this a lot, um, and and it's real because we, we're still educating children the way that we did primarily the structure, the setup of the classroom, mm-hmm. like we did fifty or maybe seventy years ago. Yeah, meaning. You know, we're, we're, we're treating all kids like they're the same. And we've learned a lot about the human brain and we've learned a lot about how children learn. Mm-hmm. And the way we've set it up works for about a third of the kids and it's not working for the other two thirds. And so having choice in education where parents can tailor make the educational experience for their kid based on their needs will alleviate that pressure in the classroom. A teacher that has 30 students has got a wide variety of challenges in the classroom. Not just the way the kids learn, but behavioral issues, um, gender, um, mm-hmm. development. There's so many things going on in the classroom. I really tip my hat to these teachers and what they, they do. And I think we can provide a better experience for them and for kids by identifying unique opportunities for children that have different talents or different needs to go to places that are specializing in those so everybody can get the highest quality education possible. So why run for governor? Why not just do this on, you know, make work, work, join the PTA and do this on your own? Why governor? Um, because I think I'm in a unique position with my executive skill set and the, the background I have in solving problems and bringing people together to find solutions to bring the legislature, the state school board, the superintendents and the teachers together to create a system that will work for everyone in Utah. And I love doing that. You know, as governor, you really have no seat at the table with public education. Statutorily, in law, the governor really will do nothing. But the governor has the ability to paint a big vision and a big picture for public education. And the governor has the ability to bring those people together Mm -hmm. to talk further and to create solutions that will be best for our kids. And that's what I'll do when I'm elected governor. I'll bring these parties together because we really do all want the same thing. And it's been too long since... We focused on it collaboratively. Thomas Wright running for governor. I think that he's got a new connotation, the education governor. Uh, Thomas, thank you for joining us. We always appreciate it. And anyone who throws their hat into the ring of public policy, hats off to them. Thank you for joining us. All right. Uh, and you, you had a special shout-out you needed to make, right? Yeah. It is a holiday, but there's some people you need to thank. Well, yeah. First Very of all, important. I, I want to thank Josh, and I want to thank Frank, and I want to thank uh, My parents. the best, your parents, <laughs> and Amy, well, the best co-host I could ever have, but down in uh, California, Jackson, Kenzie, Cozy, and Kipton, and... Uh, <clears throat> and uh, my other grandchildren, uh, they think this is so cool to hear Grandpa on the radio. They can't figure it out, so it is. But uh, uh, for me, what a pleasure it's been to be here with you, Amy. And uh, you got to commit. you got to run. Grant, <laughs> shouldn't she run for office? I Just- think... Uh- I think she should, and to your your comment, we still haven't figured it out, and we've been doing it a 
a little, you know, a little while. It's magic. It's just, not to be figured out. I it's know. just to be embraced and loved. We don't want anyone to figure it out because then they might not let us do it. It's like making sausage. <laughs> it is like making sausage. Um, no, so, but what a privilege to be here with you. Yeah, it really thank is. you so much. It's been really fun. We've had great conversations, and you worked really hard to get us some good guests. And it's been uh, a great, um, a great day off. Right? Yeah, it's been it a lot has of fun. Um, I wanted to leave you with uh, a final quote. Uh, this one's from George Washington. Actually, I'm going to give you two quotes, but this one's from my final presidential quote from George Washington, 1789 to 19, uh, 1797. Uh, government is not the reason. It is not eloquence. It is force. Like fire, it is a dangerous servant and a fearful master. So remember that and, and handle it accordingly. And then I leave you lastly with a quote from my favorite movie, Thelma and Louise. You get what you settle for. Oh, I love that. I love that. I love that. <laughs> it's been a great day. Ronald Reagan said, there's no limit to the amount of good you can do if you don't care who gets the credit. Amy, you get all the credit today. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Live Mike. Grant, it's yours. Can Thank you follow our footsteps? I know it'll be hard. Yeah. I'll do my very best. <laughs> you just showed Thanks up. for setting the stage. <laughs> Thank you. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.